Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And you've been busy. I have been. I have been on an UG hunt. Shh, be very quiet. I'm hunting foil cards. <laughs> We're finding the foil cards. Kind of. But the ones I have found, I found a ton of them. But they all looked like they had been shipped in a box that was way too small. You know, I'm finding this with the vintage figures overall. Is that they are mangled and just beaten down. And we found... A bunch of Ultimate Galactic Hunter, they're not really called that, so the foil carded figures, and not one of them would I buy because I'm not buying them for openers. Mm-mm. Why would you buy it for an opener? Exactly. That's the only reason to buy that is if you're keeping it mint on card. It's purely a collector. I am surprised at all the reports I'm reading about these foil cards because a bunch of people are posting that they just went into a Walmart and found all 12 right there. Now, I thought these were two per case, so I don't know if they're just putting out cases and cases of Wave 2 figures? It didn't look like that when I was at Walmart because I did find a ton of them. I think I had maybe a dozen but they were all bent and creased but there weren't that many vintage figures on the pegs. They only have four pegs for vintage figures at Walmart. So I really wonder if we're going to find these to be the least difficult to get of all of the Galactic Hunt figures. So they also have a higher price point because they're the vintage figures too or the vintage packaging. But it's all over the map. It's I went to true. Walmart the other day and the vintage figures were rolled back to $7. Yeah, I don't get that. But it made everything $7. The communication is lacking somewhere, I think. But let's talk about what we're finding in stores in this week's store report, brought to you by Backstage Toys. And Backstage Toys has a great offer for listeners of Star Wars Action News and Republic Forces Radio Network for this week only, Labor Day week, starting Monday, September 6th, and ending at 11.59 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, September 12th. You can save $10 on any order if you use the code R2SAVE10. That's R2SAVE10. Get it? it? Yeah, it's kind of like R2D2, but R2 is going to save $10. Then the nice thing about this coupon code, there's no minimum purchase. So you can't find that JotoCast. $10 off and get it for $7 plus shipping. $7.99, yep. I mean, we're going to talk about JotoCast in the store report, but I'm definitely, definitely using that coupon code to get some stuff I can't find. And also, if you 
want to know what they have at Backstage Toys that you can use this R2 Save 10 coupon code on, you can follow them on Facebook, where it's facebook.com slash Backstage Toys, and on Twitter, twitter.com slash Backstage Toys. We're going to link to both of those from our Facebook, our Twitter, and our homepage. So you'll find it everywhere. So thank you to Backstage Toys for the coupon code. Mm -hmm. All right, so the store reports. Wave 2 is hitting hard and fast, mostly at Walmarts, but I'm seeing it every so often at Target. Toys R Us has got huge four-sided displays out in the middle of that main aisle when you go down by Toys. However, it's all filled with the old stuff. Yeah. I, nice displays. Same, same stuff, different display. Yeah. And they've got a ton of Star Wars stuff, so there's anything you can't find that should be common. Check out a Toys R Us because they are just jam-packed with all these common figures. Let me tell you, though, I am really impressed with Wave 2, even though it's not on that display. I think that General Grievous is one of the nicest figures we've gotten in just a long time. A long, long time. It is just a gorgeous figure. It's a great sculpt. It's very movie accurate. The soft goods cape works for it. The Cody, too. Just absolutely astounding paint job on this Cody. I didn't think we needed another Cody, but it is just really looking good. I mean, even though Grievous is just kind of a retool of a previous Grievous, I really think he looks so great on card. He's kind of a fun figure because he's different. I know we were a little bit unsure about how we felt about prequel figures on vintage cards, but I'm loving it. I really am. I'm loving seeing clones on these cards, the Clone Trooper and the Clone Cody and the Magna Guard. I'm thinking that it's just a great card design, and even though it seems a little bit blasphemous to take prequel figures and put it on the cards from our childhood, it works for me. A little blasphemous? It's a lot blasphemous. But does it work for you? No, because I look at it and I'm like, why is it on that card? And it doesn't register it first yet. You know what I mean? It feels weird, though. It feels like Rod Serling... feels Sur like you're cheating. It feels like Rod Serling's about to stand out and go, a time when cards have no place. When Grievous can go back to 70s packaging. You're entering the vintage zone. Bye, 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 bye. I just wish I could find him without getting too mangled. I am so glad that I'm in the Brian's Toys One of Every Figure Club because they guarantee card condition. So if I get any that are mangled, because I think Hasbro's packing them in too short a box. Like, they went back to the 6x9 design, but only had the shorter boxes that are like, ah, screw it. Close it, Bob. <laughs> Just crushing them. Now, also at Toys R Us, they had a neat little find, which I hadn't seen anyone talk about yet, but they had an Empire Strikes Back coffee mug. I had to have this when I saw it. You know, when it comes to these tchotchkes, all right, who am I kidding? I always buy them. But I sometimes hesitate on buying them. But this was so cool because it's like the classic Empire Strikes Back art with the Vader and the TIE Bombers. And I'm like, I have to have one. And when I saw the price, I had to have two. $6.99. I'm going to have a little force in my coffee every morning. Or is that just going to help you wake up better? Because if you're going to have a little force in your coffee, that sounds really weird. My coffee with cream, three Splendas, and force. But I love the mug. The black and blue really works for it. It's a nice classical style. It's a shame it's in a package with a Clone Wars. Yeah. And a Clone Trooper. And I don't know why it's still in the red and white packaging. It makes me think this is kind of an older mug that is just flown beneath my radar because it's not in the shadows of the dark side packaging. Mm -hmm. But I love this mug. And it was sitting right with the toys at Toys R us with the Star Wars action figures, so check it out because $6.99, that's a great price for a mug. 
Marjorie collects Starbucks mugs, and they are not six ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Continuing my UGG hunt, I even went to Shopco, where I would be paying like thirteen or fourteen dollars a figure, but they were having a clearance sale for Labor Day, and I was like, oh, clearance. That's really cool. Maybe I'll find some stuff, and I did. And it turned out clearance at Shopco meant regular prices everywhere else. Yeah, Shopco's expensive, and they put stickers on. In 2010, they put stickers on their toys. So does Kmart. I know, that's so annoying. But for $7.99, I could have myself Bail Organa, Yarna, or Baru. Well, Yarna, you know, she's hard to find. They were not first day of issue Yarnas. Ah, those are getting harder and harder to find. But didn't we find some at the CNN Center in Atlanta? Yes, we did. Also, they had the clone helmet on clearance down to $35.99 from its original $48. Still high. And comic pack down from $18 to $13.49, but the only one they had was the Star Wars Legacy Imperial Knights pack. Needless to say, I left Shopco empty-handed. <laughs> Speaking of clearance, I was over at Walmart because all the reports of the Uggs are coming from the Walmarts. People just having an Uggtastic day by going into Walmart and walking out with a full set of 12. Well, I did have a whole bunch, but they were just all beat up. But you only had six different characters. Yeah, you didn't true. have all 12 characters. Walmart Walmart had a new clearance aisle at our non-super Walmart. It was back by the aquariums and fish stuff. Hmm. And there was some Star Wars scattered about, but again, it was all like regular prices. They had the Dewback. It was down to $30, which is a few bucks off, but still $30. They had the dual action lightsabers from Hasbro, which are, you get the full action lightsaber and then like the tiny mini Shinto lightsaber from $30 to $21. And then they had some Galactic Heroes for $6. I'm like, why are you calling this a sale? If you recall, that's the Walmart where they got kind of snippy with me and told me that they can't afford to put things on clearance. They need that little yellow Zorro guy in there to roll back that do-back a little bit more. They do, I agree. But Walmart is the place to find some new figures. I found some new Galactic Heroes at Walmart from the Clone Wars where I got Pre-Vizsla and a Mandalorian. I hadn't seen those yet in stores. I know they were out there, but I have not found them. But if you're going to Walmart, you've got to kind of go around the different aisles because I found the remote control Millennium Falcon, but it was not in the figure aisle. It was over in the RC car aisle. Which you probably wouldn't go through normally. I passed on it for 50 bucks. I mean, it looks like the Death Star fired a big hole through the Millennium Falcon. It's not exactly movie accurate. No. I don't like the RC flying things. I don't think they're all that great. And I think the Hellfire droid could be a lot of fun, especially if you had two of them. Oh, yeah. But I just don't see the flying things. One, it didn't go well, the one we got. And the ship is made of a foam, I guess, for flying ability. And, and it's hard to control. And not damaging your head ability. Well, yeah. And it's hard to control. And the other thing is weird propellers. It's just the technology is not quite there yet to make these cool. And I imagine in 10 years, we'll have something super cool. But right now, no. Then over in the hot wheels aisle of course is where they're Hot keeping wheels. the star wars speed chargers and i almost bought one of these i was you know when when, you, when i go out shopping for something and i don't find what i'm looking for i often buy things i'm not looking for and i thought well it's for the show we could review these i thought we've gotten over that in 2006 i thought it would be kind of fun to get a couple of these and marjorie and i could race them on the kitchen floor and pretend we're six again and i had an evil knievel that was like that yeah i had some transformers you roared him back and then let him go and he'd jump over stuff. I had Transformers that you'd roar back and they'd transform as they flipped forward, but usually they just fell on their face. Oh, that's because of Transformers, not Evil Knievel. He's super cool. But here's the problem with these. They were $5 at Target and Walmart. They look terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wasn't impressed with them at Toy Fair. When I really start to look at them and go, do I want these as a collection? Their detail is approximately that of a Happy Meal toy. I was just like, wow, that is really terrible. And I was looking for something that would spark my interest being an older Star Wars fan. I was looking for something original trilogy. I found Grievous as Starfighter, Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter. There were no Falcons, no X-Wings. The only Y-Wing was the Y-Wing bomber from the Clone Wars. But all of them were just so schmushed together. And the Grievous as Starfighter had the best paint app of all of them, but it was really just... I couldn't bring myself to collect them because they're not nice looking. At $5 a ship, I wanted something nice looking. Yeah, they're just blah. They they look chunky. Yes, that's a very good term for it. They're chubby, and they... I don't know. I guess they're made with no sharp edges. Kids hit things or hit themselves. Well, and they're going to be speeding around, and there's probably some balance issues and things like that. I guess you have to figure physics into it, right? But I kind of thought they'd be fun to play with, and I'd pick up a couple, and maybe the tri-droid, and nah, I just, I cannot endorse this line. I can't. You know what else I looked at because I was there? (laughs) Marvel toys? Some Transformers. Oh. The Transformer crossovers. You know, is it just me, or did all the Transformers all look the same anymore, the crossovers? They did, but I saw a very cool one, Cad Bane Xanadu Blood. I gotta say, the Transformers in this blue and black packaging, and then the Cad Bane, which is kind of a camo green ship with some yellow and red stripes on it that kind of look, you know, very militaristic. I liked the ship, I liked the design, and I liked the packaging. And as all of our listeners know, we're suckers for good packaging. Yeah, yeah, we are. I am. I don't care what the product is. If it's got a super cool package, totally getting it. I didn't buy the Cad Bane because I don't want to go back into the Transformers because overall I was not impressed with the line but that one really struck my fancy. So I have a question. Somewhere in the Clone Wars is there a really big Olivia Newton-John fan? For the Xanadu blood? Yeah. Maybe someone singing magic or let's get physical? Perhaps that's being saved up for the musical episode of the Clone Wars like they did a musical episode of Buffy. If they make a Zuko ship then we know that there must be an Olivia Newton-John fan somewhere. I'm just waiting for Anakin and Padme to sing you're the one that I want. Yeah. Shubop, shuwada, wada. Now, you went to Tuesday morning this week. I did. I don't know why. Something told me to go there because it's out of the way. It's in a really ghetto strip mall that we never go to. Except every week. Yeah. I just never think to go there. It's because I never buy anything there because the whole place is organized like a flea market seller and a three-day bender. <laughs> It's just everything's all over. It's not crazy. It smells bad in there. But something told me to go. So I'm glad I went because you were excited. I sent you a text message of what I had found. And you were excited. And your only words were, bye, bye. But in with the Jesus action figures. Of course. Because Star Wars and Jesus go together. Well, that's what the people protesting Comic-Con say is we're worshiping false idols. We should be buying the Jesus action figures. And here we are buying Vader. A really cute kind of like Jesus Galactic Hero kind of figure. (laughs) He's a little bit chubby and squat. He was actually kind of adorable, but I did not buy him. If you see Jesus in three and three quarters, let me know so I can customize a Jesus Jedi. Oh, that would be nice. Well, what I found was the Force Unleashed Pocket Model TCG Collector's Tin for $5.99. Down from $20. I'm glad I passed on that at Target repeatedly. Yes. Then I also found another Pocket Model TCG kit with a 30th anniversary. Also, and it looks like the 30th anniversary, well, I'm assuming a new hope 
Hope. However, it has AT-ATs and Snowspeeders on it, so I'm guessing it's Empire Strikes Back. But they ha- quit making the pocket models. What's the copyright say? Well, there's a sticker there I can't see. Well, it's an opener. And it's a Hoth collector set. And actually, you get an AT-AT in there. And An AT-AT pocket model? Really? Yeah. Ooh. I didn't want to open it. And a shield generator pocket model. I will let you open it. 2007, 30th anniversary of A New Hope. But this is A New Hope. No, but... And it specifically is the Battle of Hoth. Pocket the Battle models, of Hoth Collector's Tin. Pocket models, how far you've fallen from the Harbor Bay Toys R Us chanting of pocket model, pocket model to $5 clearance at Tuesday morning. They also had three Revenge of the Sith movie card tins, all with a different picture. And these are the bigger trading cards. And it has three packs, which has seven cards per pack and two exclusive bonus cards and these were $4.99 I'd passed on those for $10 at Target several times I bought the lenticular tins they had at Target but not these now they only had three of the six tins but hey beggars can't be choosy at t- Tuesday morning no you really can't the tins I got were the Emperor Invader Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting and then just the generic Vader clip art so if you have approximately $30 burning a hole in your pocket and you want junk instead Go to Tuesday morning and buy some pocket models and some tops cards. I thought it was a good deal. It is a good deal. It's a very good deal. What's not a good deal is <laughs> shopping at Kmart. No, it is not a good deal. Finally, after our Kmart looking like old Mother Hubbard's cupboard when it came to Star Wars toys, I went this week and I finally found Johto Cast. Now, I think it's pretty bad when a single-carded figure in just regular packaging is an exclusive. At least with the Caltesco over at Toys R Us, he's a big figure and everything. This is just a regular carded figure. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, let me quote some various people. That's redonkulous. He's got one of the nicest weathered paint jobs and the different tones of the jumpsuit he wears. They had one in great condition and one in beat up condition. Well done figure, way overpriced. Go to Backstage Toys, use the coupon code R2SAVE10 and get him cheaper. Better condition probably too. And I also found the exclusive clone four pack, the clone commando squad with the space gear clone, Captain Rex in snow gear, the clone pilot and the ARF and a bunch of BFGs. Well, they do have a bunch of BFGs. Hey, this looks familiar. I don't know. It's all new repacked figures. I think they've posed clones like this before. Maybe they're just running out. And I'm sorry, I really don't like that helmet on Captain Rex. It makes him look like his face is melting. <laughs> he looks like the lady from Total Recall. Two weeks. That one. I don't like that. He must not like it because it makes it look like he doesn't have a chin. $24.99 for four figures. You aren't going to find a better deal anywhere. No. So that's what we've been finding in our stores. But what have you been finding? With all of our travels and such, we haven't listened to listener voicemails in a while. So let's see what you're finding and enjoying. I'm Audrey and Arnie. This is Debeat or R2DB on the Swan Forums. I just wanted to call in with a store report. The long-awaited fall 2010 Lego sets arrived at Toys R Us this week, including here in upstate New York, and I was able to pick those up today. The prices are actually pretty good for now at Toys R Us. Usually Toys R Us will raise the prices up by about 10 or 20% over the MSRP after they've had the new sets in for a few days or a week. But as of now, they're still being sold at MSRP, so the going is good for those who want them now. Uh, Toys R Us always gets the sets in a couple weeks before other stores like Target and Walmart, so that's the only place to get them right now. 
Uh, the six new sets that are available at this time are Plo Koon's Jedi Starfighter for $24.99, General Grievous's Starfighter for $49.99, the Wampa Cave at $39.99, Emperor Palpatine's Shuttle from Revenge of the Sith at $59.99, the Clone Turbo Tank for $119.99, and the Slave One for $89.99. Thanks for that information, Dabit. Now, that voicemail is a couple weeks old, but I still haven't seen these sets anywhere except Toys R Us. I really want the Wampa Cave because the Wampa's adorable. <laughs> the Wampas are cute. Hey, Ernie and Marjorie, just uh, figured, this is Robert Darthatari, just for you a quick call again. Picked up, um... One of the new vehicles, I picked up the Snow Spear. I'll probably give a call when I get the cloud car because I'll make a return trip for that one. I was just kind of short on cash when I was at Toys R Us today. But um, actually, I'm very impressed with some feature they put onto this Snow Speeder. It, it is noticeably smaller than the old mold, completely new. I like the fact that it's customizable, though. It comes with both rocket-firing and non-rocket-firing tail gun and side gun. So you can have it be more like the vintage toy or like the current toys were, you know, with the extra projectiles. Um, the interior of the cockpit isn't terribly detailed, but it does have some added points to it, and it actually has a few pieces of paint application, which is kind of nice, because they use sort of a gold flake paint to highlight some details. It really shows through in the cockpit when, when it flows. It's pretty nice like that. Um, otherwise, um, it's a, like I said, I mean, I think it's a pretty decent vehicle. Hopefully, the, I'll be equally impressed with the cloud car when I pick that one up. But um, I'll uh, pass along any other reviews or info as I find it. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thank you very much. Yeah, the Snowspeeder's smaller, but still not crushable by the new big AT-AT. No, I had to look at the AT-AT for perspective. No, it needs to be tiny. But what's funny is, I never realized as a kid how small those Snowspeeders were, but if you look at the scenes where they're really getting in the Snowspeeders in Echo Base, those are tiny. I mean, we're talking like smart car small. Yeah, and every time I see a smart car, I just like, oh, it's so cute. Hi, Arnie and Marty. This is Chris from Paducah, Pacer One on the forums. I wanted to call and give you guys a quick review of the Star Wars uh, Science Meets Imagination exhibit uh, down in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, a few weeks ago, we, uh, a few friends of ours from the Final First found out that the Final First was going to be trooping every weekend of the exhibit that opened June 25th uh, due to a Final First member being an employee there, and he had to set it up. So last weekend, we decided to pile on the cars and head on down, and we had a nice surprise to find out Huntsville is only three and a half hours from Paducah, uh, which I don't know why, but none of us knew. Uh, but we got down there, and it turned out to be a really fun day. Uh, went to the exhibit. First off, um, the exhibit, you can actually go in two parts. Um, turns out it was actually the birthplace of NASA, which I actually did not know that, there at the Davidson Space Center. Uh, that's where they tested all the rockets that basically got man into space. Um, also, uh, but you can go to the full exhibit, which is the whole museum plus the Star Wars for a price of $30. Or if you just wanted to do the Star Wars exhibit, uh, the night, uh, session is what they call it, which I believe it's 5.30 to 10 or 11, uh, that's, uh, just $20. 
uh, went ahead and did the thirty dollar option just because we had never been there, and, uh, and the museum is very cool. Um, uh, you get a lot of rockets, a lot of very cool things in the museum. If you're even semi interested in space, uh, it is a very very cool museum to go to. Um, we headed on over to the Star Wars exhibit in the afternoon. Uh, we decided to do because of the line and it closed earlier. We went ahead and did the Millennium Falcon experience first, which was uh, very fun. I wish it had been a little bit more uh, filled with Star Wars content, you know, as opposed to just the space content. But I totally uh, understood why and then what they're doing. But the copper was very cool, and uh, something that they gave us when we went out, which I, I heard was not uh, something they do at all the exhibits, was they gave us a Millennium Falcon uh, pin, a little pel pin. Um, for writing it, uh, which it actually was dated, or not dated, but it actually had the location, Dixon Space Center and Huntsville and all that, and a little Falcon pen, so it was very cool. Um, the exhibit itself was uh, was great. Uh, if you've been to any of the celebrations before, you've seen some of these pieces, but uh, they had a lot of stuff we hadn't seen before. They had the original land speeder and uh, a lot of the uh, original screen use costumes, weapons, and then ship models. The ship models were my favorite, of course. I uh, took a lot of detailed shots of those, and and uh, they had a lot of very cool things. And it's fun for the whole family. Uh, a couple in our group had brought their kids, and, and they stayed with it the whole day. They were very into it. They've got a lot of interactive exhibits for the kids uh, and adults alike. Um, uh, so I just I wanted to call and give a review about that and say I highly recommended it. Uh, I did have one complaint, though. Um, at the end of the exhibit, uh, they had a, a massive store set up that was basically all Star Wars. Uh, but they literally, out of the hundreds of items they had in there, they had two items that were actually event-specific, uh, which were, uh, was the the book and the uh, T-shirt. Um, so that was kind of a complaint of mine. They had so many different opportunities there to, to do a few more event-specific uh, Star Wars collectibles, but but they did not. Uh, they had a lot of stuff that you can just kind of get everywhere. A few things that you couldn't, but most things you could get just about anywhere. Um, I did see some of the uh, Space Camp uh, stuff that they had. Uh, um, their uh, Space Camp is running a uh, exhibit there as well uh, each weekend. It's a little bit more expensive, but uh, they had a few things that the Jedi training basically looked like what you'd see at a celebration where they had a uh, a group of you know kids squared off, kind of dueling, and then they were talking about that. But I thought the coolest part that I saw, but from it just going by it, was they had an entire room set up as the canyon race from the the pod racing. And what they had done is, is they had all all kinds of little mountains and everything built on a track built through it. Um, and then they had put they had built pod racers out of Legos and they had put them on RC car chassis. And, uh, and you could, you could build a pod race, the kids were, and then, and then they could actually race them through the whole track. And it was very cool to watch. Uh, the kids obviously really enjoyed it, but it was, it was neat seeing the, the entire track laid out that way. Um, and overall, just a very cool exhibit to go see. So, if you're anywhere, you know, within four, up to four or five hours away from Huntsville, I completely recommend going to see the exhibit there. Um, not just Star Wars exhibit, but the whole experience and the whole thing at the Davidson Space Center. So um, if anyone would like to see any of my pictures, uh, I put them on my Facebook page. So you can friend me. Uh, I'm Christopher Bauer on Facebook. Uh, just friend me to throw, you know, from Swan into the uh, into the memo there, and I'll friend you, and you can take a look at them. I'll try to link the album off of the Star Wars Action News Facebook page uh, so that everyone can see them as well. So uh, keep it very...
guys. I look forward to Celebration Pod and see you guys there. Thank you, Chris. We loved the Where Science Meets Imagination exhibit when we went years and years ago. It was a lot of fun. It's definitely worth checking out. If you're near Huntsville, go now. Mm -hmm. If not, see where it's going next. The land speeder is very cool. It's very interactive. You can play a lot of games and see a lot of props. I'm always a fan of these Star Wars Museum type exhibits. And if you want to hear our full review of the Where Science Meets Imagination exhibit, you got to go deep, deep, deep into the archives <laughs> to June 5th, 2006 to episode XLI, which I believe is 41. Wow. And you can see our photo gallery from the exhibit and our discussion of all of the props there. Hi, I'm Marjorie, and everybody at Star Wars Action News. This is Daniel Revenstrone in New Zealand calling in because I found some cool new stuff today. I was out this weekend and I had heard reports from other New Zealand collectors that uh, Jabba the Hutt and the vintage figures and the at and all the new stuff had been hitting this week. So I went looking and sure enough, uh, I did find a little bit of new stuff. No vintage stuff on the pegs, but um, from what I've heard, there's a street date of August 2nd in New Zealand for all the new stuff. But I did uh, go to one shop, um, Farmers, here in New Zealand, which uh, is supposed to be carrying the Walmart Jabba as an exclusive here in New Zealand. And while I couldn't find any on the shelves, I found a helpful store clerk um, on Saturday morning and asked her if there was any chance that she might have a little look out the back for me. I apologized first and said to her, hey, look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm about to annoy you with a, an annoying toy geek collecting question. And she's like, oh, man, not Hot Wheels. And I said, no, no, not Hot Wheels, Star Wars. But uh, it, that brings up a point, which, which is worse. Hot Wheels collectors or Star Wars collectors? And she said, oh, definitely Hot Wheels. So, hey, score one for Star Wars. Anyway, she was more than happy to look out the back for me. And sure enough, there was one little box with two Jabba's in it. So I was able to snag one fresh from out the back. And she was more than happy to sell it to me, even though it was a couple of days before the street date. So that was cool. 20% off, too, because they were having a sale. Yay. So uh, that and some vouchers I had managed to uh, score it for 8 bucks, which is pretty good. So um, on to the review. Jabba is awesome undeniably the best Jabba that Hasbro has done to date. Totally outstrips any other Jabba they've done. Uh, really, really cool sculpt. Very accurate. Um, he has little ball-jointed shoulders and uh, elbows. He's got a swivel sort of, well, waist, if you could say that he has a waist. Uh, really nice face sculpt on him. The bottom half of the body, as I think other folks have talked about, is actually soft, um, kind of rubbery. It has like an armature that goes through the middle of it that you can pose, but to be honest, it's actually not really that, that meaningful because the more you, you twist it around, um, the body kind of just warps and goes out of shape and looks weird. So really, you can kind of pose him like he was in the movie where you can stretch his tail out straight and that's about it. Anything else just sort of looks funky and silly. So uh, I'd be a bit worried that maybe over time the really, really thin rubbery plastic they've used uh, may may split, I think, if you were inclined to give this some really heavy play or if you were going to leave it anywhere where it's going to be in sunlight. So we'll see how it ages, but I intend to keep mine in a nice, safe place, in a, either in a diorama or before I can get my diorama, or probably in storage. So uh, I think he'll be fine. His dais is pretty cool. Uh, it is... I'm not sure whether the dais is a little bit too uh, tall or whether perhaps just a little, little, little uh, sculpted... Um, heads on it are too small, but something's not quite right with those uh, in terms of screen accuracy. I mean, hey, just fine for a toy, but, you know, I'm a bit picky about this kind of stuff, so I'll probably stick with my uh, custom version that I made a little while ago and just swap them across onto that. It'll look kind of nice on there. Uh, Ula, which comes with them, is just fantastic. I mean, she's a fantastic toy. 
the soft goods, uh, while a little bulky on her, are probably as, as good as they could possibly be. And I'm really impressed by how intricate the pattern is on them. Uh, they really have outdone themselves here and done an amazing job. Uh, she's as super articulated as you could possibly want. Uh, fantastic little figure. And for customizers like me, I mean, I'm just sort of jumping up and down with uh, with joy because she's basically underneath the uh, soft goods outfit, which it's, I confess I had to remove to check out what was going on under there. Uh, she's basically uh, just a perfectly uh, sculpted, super articulated modern female body. So you could, you know... You could you could sculpt all kinds of stuff. I intend to make a Tanika sister out of her um, at some point if I can score a, a second or third one. Uh, but that's the only tricky bit, I guess, because being that she's in a multi-pack with Java, uh, it's going to be pretty hard to to get extras unless you're willing to buy multiple Javas. And I'm not quite sure I want to do it that badly. But if I can score some extra ones, that's what I plan to do. Fantastic figure. I'll post lots of pictures uh, on the forums. But I definitely encourage everyone. I've been reading reports that this one's popping up in the states now as well. So go out and get them. You won't be disappointed, undoubtedly, the best job of the date and worth every penny. See you later, everybody. Bye. Thanks for that review, Reverend. Even though, again, that voicemail is a few weeks old, the Jabba's still aren't showing up in mass here at our Walmarts. Again, I've gone to a lot of Walmarts recently. A lot of Walmarts. <laughs> and I have seen them around, but they're by no means at every Walmart I go to. No, they're few and far between. It seems like the bigger things are the last things to trickle in now that the new stuff's out. I'm wondering if some stores felt so burned on the ATSTs and the Dubacks that perhaps they really ordered low quantity of Jabba, but Marjorie was giving me some guff on the way back from celebration. We don't have room in the car. Do you really need this here? You'll find it at home. Well, really, I haven't. All right. I'm not saying it's going to show up today, but it's going to show up. Well, yes. So I had to ride with stuff on my lap. Not Jabba. No, but Jabba displaced other things on our Beverly Hillbills like trip. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie. It's Dr. Gary. A simple shrink, and here's what I think. Uh, I got the new ADAP, and let me say, uh, to quote Pierce Hawthorne, it is streets ahead of the old one. Fantastic toy. They really did a bang-up job, and it's uh, something for the designers to be proud of. Um, well worth the cost, too. I mean, for what you get in the amount and size and scale and scope, plus a figure, plus a speeder bike, you really can't complain. It's it's worth the price. Um Really enjoying finding the new stuff, too, in stores. It's finally hitting sort of en masse, and um, I'm liking seeing those old Kenner-style uh, cards swinging from the pegs. Very cool. Uh, I also want to give a, a brief, brief uh, shout-out to um, the Dark Horse Star Wars Adventures line of comics, the little digest-sized ones that they're doing that take place during the uh, original trilogy uh, time, time span, I guess. The newest one, which is, I guess, The Will of Darth Vader, I think it's called. Very, very good. Great writing. Uh, great art. Uh, very funny, but also moving and thought-provoking. I know you guys don't usually review comics on the uh, Star Wars Action News podcast, but I thought I'd just uh, put a little good word in there. Uh, well worth reading. All right. Keep up the great work on my favorite podcast, and may the Force be with you. Thanks for those reviews, Dr. Gary. As you heard us talk about a couple weeks ago, we're in lesbian with the ad at. Okay, but seeing as no one saw Scott Pilgrim, Arnie, they're not going to get that. Uh, well, they should see Scott Pilgrim. And the comic, I'll have to check that out. i got to admit, I'm more of a novel guy. I 
buy the comics and I intend to read the comics, but I don't get around to reading the comics, but I'll have to check that one out. And maybe our listeners can let me know in the forums if they agree or disagree with your review of it. Hey, Star Wars Action News. This is Chris in Salt Lake City. I just started listening to your podcast oh, about a month ago. And uh, probably the best podcast about Star Wars I have yet found. Now, I'll go ahead and say it's the best Star Wars podcast there is, period. Uh, totally thanks, guys, for all the great information you guys put out there, especially the toy collecting. Um, we don't have very many Yarna figures here in Salt Lake, uh, and the only Will Row Hood I ever saw was the one that I bought from Walmart, and that is seriously the only Will Row Hood figure I saw in the Salt Lake City Valley. Uh, but other than that, great podcast. Thank you guys so much for all the work you do. Uh, one more thing though. Arnie, isn't it Tantive and not Tantive? Just curious. Thank you. Well, thank you for all the kind words. As for the pronunciation, I was going off of the radio dramas. Now, I don't listen to them as often as I'd like because, you know, it's a big commitment (laughs) to listen to 15 hours. But I thought it was pronounced on there, Tanty, and that's how I was going off of it. But I can see how you'd think it was the Tanty. But I pulled out the radio dramas just to check, and here's the clip from the radio drama. The Tantive 4 is a consular ship on a diplomatic mission. You have no right to... Uh-huh. So I guess we're both wrong. It's the Tantive. I think that's incorrect. That sounds horrible. I thought that was a stutter in the CD. Nah, I listened to like three different places. Tantive. Isn't there an online... Not really for pronunciations. It could be Tantive. I mean, T-A-N-T-I-V-E. Tantive. Also could be Tantive. Here's the thing. I think with made-up words, everybody can pronounce them however they want. Case in point, Octoptara. That's just a whole bunch of letters that don't go to... Together. Hey guys, this is Dex from Massachusetts. I uh, just made my quote-unquote street date legal uh, toy run. Uh, Target, nothing you know we haven't seen on the shelves already, uh, but I did find Mighty Beans. If you know what those are, they're the little Mexican jumping bean type plastic capsule things. I don't know what the deal is with those, why they're popular, but they now have Star Wars ones and Marvel. Um, they're not in the main toy aisle with the figures. They're kind of like the next aisle over where the miscellaneous boys' toys are. Um, so like a sucker, I had to pick some up. Uh, there's a Vader carrying case that holds 40 of them, and it's kind of shaped like a giant, mighty bean. And it comes with two exclusive ones, and there's also smaller booster packs that I think have four or five in it, but you can only see one through the packaging, so you only know one of the few that you're getting. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case uh, anybody was interested and wanted to find something a little bit different that's not in the regular aisle. And we'll see you guys in less than a week. Enjoy. Just yesterday I was in Kmart and I had a pack of beans in my hand. And I really just pictured Marjorie talking about Arnie buying the magic beans and decided that perhaps I shouldn't go down that path. But what do you do with them? Collect them. But what and do you trade them because they're blind package. Okay, but what do you do? I don't get the whole beans thing. I do want to thank one of our listeners, Darth Boba42 from the forums, who sent us a Jar Jar and a Greedo bean. Yay, thank you. He knows our favorite characters, and that's my first exposure to the beans. But what do you do with them? That's well, what my do you curious. do with the figures? You know, you collect them. What do you do with your Kubrick's, Marjorie? You personify them and love them. But... I do, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know that I can personify a bean. I thought they were a little pricey. They're about a dollar a bean. <laughs> 
I would make a Magic Bean reference. Yeah, I figured you would. So yeah. I held off on them, but I don't know. It's kind of tempting because they're kind of cute. Yeah. And they rattle. They do rattle. If you shake the package just right, you can see what's in them, too. Somewhat. I tried that yesterday. I think I saw a Yoda in this package. There's I saw a Boba Fett and won it. And you didn't buy him? I thought we're not collecting them. You, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe not. We'll see. See? No, you got to make a decision. I want our listeners to weigh in on the beans. Okay. <laughs> Let us know if you buy the beans, collect the beans, bake the beans. Perhaps I should buy some, and if I get a duplicate, I can find out if a bean don't burn on the grill. They do. Remember, I did that. Oh, that's right. Baked that's beans right. do burn on the grill. The Jeffersons lied. But if I get into the beans, I guess I need the carrying case, so I have some place to put my beans, <laughs> other than on the grill. Hi, Arnie and Marjorie. I'm at Costco, and I just found a great deal. A Hasbro Star Wars Starfighter Vehicle Value Pack is what they're calling it. It's two mid-sized vehicles for $24.99. Now, they're randomly packaged together. So, for instance, I'm looking at the Armored Assault Tank with uh, Grievous' Starfighter. Uh, here is the Corporate Alliance Tank with Grievous' Starfighter. Or here's the Magna Guard Fighter with the Jedi Starfighter. Or Grievous' Starfighter with the V-19 Torrent Starfighter. And these would be openers because they're basically you know, wrapped and taped together, but it's essentially buy a vehicle, get a vehicle free. So again, that's at Costco. I guess they're starting to like stock up for Christmas because I see Christmas decorations around here too. Uh, oh, by the way, this is Mabel. I'm in Southern California. Bye. I'm not going to Costco again. Especially since they're not exclusives, but that is a great deal, and I haven't heard about that anywhere. So no. two vehicles for the price of one. If This is, again, why sometimes it pays to play the long game and not buy stuff right when it first comes out. And it would make sense that we're starting to see this stuff for Christmas now. But I'm not going back to Costco. You it's don't a have two to go to drive. Costco. You want to go home and rethink your membership. Yes, I do. And then they won't give you a refund. Hey, guys, this is Jerry, Bounty from the forums, uh, sending in, I guess, a... Uh... Uh, a rare voicemail these days, but something I just have to throw out there, pretty hot information I think some people will be interested in. I have just noticed in the last month or so a few copies of the Force Unleashed 1 Ultimate Zip Edition popping up at Walmart. So I have found probably four copies of it for Xbox 360 at three different Walmarts in my area. And I even saw a PlayStation 3 version of it at one Walmart about a month ago. I actually bought that for a friend because he was really looking for it. The other ones I didn't really think too much of. I went ahead and bought a copy today because it's kind of occurring to me the eBay prices for these things are usually about 60 bucks for a brand-new, unopened Xbox 360 version. And actually, mint and steel package for PlayStation 3, people are getting $80, $90 for it. And, you know, some, some buy it now is even higher, but completed auctions that people are actually paying, you know, for an unopened one, 80, 90 bucks for the PlayStation 3. So if you're interested in that, hit some of your Walmarts, look around, you'd be surprised that they're still popping up. The one I bought today is at Walmart I go to all the time, and they did not have this two weeks ago. So I don't know if they're shuffling around inventory or what they're doing or if there's, you know, cases or whatever that's just been found in the back corner. Maybe that's why the game was a little bit more rare up front. But at any rate, if you're looking for it, try some Walmarts first. You never know, you might find some. I just want to throw that out to everybody. And uh, other than that, I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. 
Thanks for the heads up on that. I'll have to check. I actually passed on the Ultimate Sith Edition because when we did all of those reviews, it's kind of like... You were burnt out. It's like my father locked me in the closet with a pack of the Force Unleashed and I couldn't leave until I'd beaten every version. So I wasn't really looking forward to starting all over for the Ultimate Sith Edition. But yeah, when I saw the prices go up like that on eBay, I was kind of kicking myself. So we'll have to take a look in our Walmarts and see what we find. God knows I'm in them enough, but I avoid that electronic section ever since there was like a madness party and I felt like it was, it was really weird I don't know why they do that I, I don't know about your video game problem hey Arnie and Marjorie this is Dan North Rockstar uh, just calling a little bit of a store report uh, doing some running picking up some stuff uh, for a weekend trip out of town for the holiday and I uh, ran to Walmart and because I can't not run down the Star Wars aisle I did so and there looking me in the eye was the entire wave two um, of the vintage figures and I haven't even completed Wave 1 because I was saving all my fundage for celebration. But there they were, uh, the Revenge of the Sith Wave and the Stragglers, the uh, Sand Trooper, and I don't think it was in that wave, but there were a bunch of Darth Vader's. All of them uh, on the regular card and on the foil card, so it was uh, quite quite a spectacle. Uh 12 pegs just fallen off and put out a ton. So the wave two is starting to hit and they aren't being stingy with the foils. As far as I could tell, there were multiples of everybody with the foil stamped cards. So, uh, they're out there. Go pick them up. The Grievous looks awesome. I, like I said, I didn't pick him up yet because there's wave one that are holding a higher priority, but he looks incredible with the, uh, extra pockets in his cape. And he comes with a couple extra hilts to put in those. So, really cool. I uh, can't wait to actually get all those figures, except for maybe monkey-faced uh, Palpatine, but we'll decide on that later. But, right out there. Happy hunting. Talk to you guys later. Well, there you go. A recent voicemail from people saying what we're hearing on the forums and seeing on the Facebook page. Walmart. Yes, Walmart's the place to go. Thank you to everyone who called in with a voicemail or sent us a voice memo. We're going to be playing them more regularly now that con season is over. So if you have a good store find or a unique collectible or any questions about collecting. Or it, any cool conventions for us to go to for the rest of the year. Because we're kind of getting cabin fever. Already. <laughs> give us a call at 415 508 Jedi, or you can send us an MP3 or an iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. Now we have one last voice memo this week. Hi, uh, guys. This is Sean in New York. As a Tory like you know, you're discussing the price of a 12-inch figure, and you know Marjorie is talking about you know being four times the size or three or four times the size, and you have to be priced, but. Most likely, you're also leaving out economies of scale. I assume they're not printing, or not printing, but creating as many of the figures, which means that they're, you know, they're potentially not ordering, you know, as, as high a quantity of the uh, materials, which means they're not getting the discounts. Who knows? Just, uh, just a theory on why the price is 85, but $85 in action figure? I know uh, most of the kids are getting that for Christmas, so have a good day. Take care. Great show. 
Thank you for that voicemail. Now, I get what you're saying, and yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons that go into the costing of any item. What it comes down to is I don't care. I don't care why it's overpriced if it's overpriced. That's the thing. It's, it's what you feel is valuable, I guess. Everyone has a breaking limit. Yeah, but I do now have a 12-inch Boba Fett in my possession. It came from Gentle Giant this week. I was a little nervous because there was a big hole in the package, but the star case that the figure came in saved the figure's life. It took a little scuff, but it was in good condition. But to review this, I actually pulled out from my childhood my vintage Boba Fett to compare the two together. Hello, Boba. Now, when I got him out and looked at him on the card, I have to admit I was surprised at how big he was. Now, I've seen these in person before. I've even held them when I was looking at the Stormtrooper at San Diego Comic-Con. But there's something that I think people should know. Things look smaller when they're not in your house. I had this happen with an arcade game. <laughs> I went to see it at a movie theater and you know when you're in a building like a convention center or a movie theater pay attention to how high the ceilings are they're huge yes. and how big the room you're in is it's huge and even when you're standing right next to something you kind of go well it's big but it's not that big but then you get it into your house with your nine foot ceilings or eight foot ceilings or even a basement with a seven foot ceiling and you have that exact same item and all of a sudden it's overpowering you i took out the boba fett and i was shocked at how big he felt on the card in our house if it did look big i guess it's because we don't have a giant gentle giant trade show display in our living room exactly but we should no, we should not. Especially if it comes with some Slave Leia booth babes. Oh, whatever. If you're going to keep these on a carded collection, I don't think there's any way that people will have these all on display, especially if General Giant goes through with their desire to make all 92-plus figures like this. They talked about even making a carded Blue Snaggletooth, even though Blue Snaggletooth never came on a card. So I think it all depends on how the line goes. Absolutely, but the fact that the Stormtrooper now has sold out. It sold out between the time we recorded last week and when our show came out. And the Boba Fett, of course, sold out. They're definitely going to keep going. I wonder how demand's going to be, especially as we fade away from Celebration. I've noticed something. Celebration did get the fans excited again. Mm -hmm. It brought a lot of people back. A lot of people coming to us saying, hey, you know, we used to be great listeners and then we kind of got out of collecting and stopped listening and now we're back. Well, I credit Celebration with yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. So, when we distance ourselves from Celebration, six months to a year down the road. I'm wondering how it'll be. But I was talking to somebody on the phone the other day and he was talking about how he has a Carter collection but he rotates them. He keeps the figures in comic book long boxes and rotates them in and out. I think you'd have to do that with these. You'd have to display them in front of each other and rotate which one you're looking at because you're not going to be able to fit 92 of these on a display and have anything else. I mean this would have to be your whole collection and even then you'd have to have a pretty large room. Now what's interesting about these though is if you're displaying them carded, you have to display them in their, I call it a star case, their protective Clam case, shell. clamshell, because this figure is meant to be able to be taken off and put back on the bubble. And they did that by not having a front of the bubble. If you remember your vintage figures, when they're carded, they just kind of rattled around loose on mm -hmm. the bubble. They didn't have the nice little molded backgrounds. Little that, did they know that people would be collecting these and flipping out over that stuff. Yeah. It wasn't until like Power of the Force that they started doing the molded backgrounds that they twist tie the figures to. Well, this big Boba Fett has a molded background that he is twist tied to, so it's not entirely accurate. Of course, neither is the scale of the card, but it doesn't have a front bubble. It just has the clamshell case that it comes in. So when you open the clamshell, Boba Fett's exposed. 
The back of the card I'm really disappointed in. I like how they have the other figures there and it's very retro in the Kenner packaging to collect all of them. But at the bottom where they're advertising the bookends and the mini busts, it's like that really it doesn't feel away right. From it. I understand I was actually talking to Frank Supio about this. I understand their need to market their other products, right? Because he's big into marketing. He works for Super Seven. He's like, Well, you gotta push the other stuff. You gotta market it. I understand that. But as a vintage collector or or somebody who's wanting something of a vintage style, the detail matters to me. They needed to make a replica Kenner card back. And if they're not making some of the items, they're not making some of the items, but they need to Photoshop them together. If they want to advertise something in this clamshell, put a slip of paper. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I bought the Star Wars vault or a lot of Star Wars books that come shrink wrapped, there's a sheet of paper on the back. And when you open the shrink wrap, the paper's just flapping around. Put a piece of paper in there that advertises your bookends and whatnot, but don't print it on the card. Because that takes away from the vintage for me. It does take away from the feel of it and the fun of it, I think. Now let's talk about how he compares to Little Boba. Well, the first thing I think we have to mention, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, one is shiny and one is incredibly matte. Now, this could be the result of age, because as plastics decompose, they get shiny. Yeah, they do. So the fact that this is my childhood Boba Fett, who was kept in a box for about 20 years without any kind of protection, the shininess could be the result of decomposing plastic. Here's the first thing that really bothers me about this. And the older vintage figures, you know, have limited articulation, just wasn't there at the time. And they had to do the legs funny. It worked fine on a three and three quarter inch figure. But when you've got this 12 inch Boba Fett, his crotch is freaking huge. And it's distracting because it looks like he's stuffing his pants. Doesn't it? It's kind of weird. It's just when I hold my hand over and just say like, okay, don't look down below his waist because all you see is his junk. Well, here's the thing is if you have something that's perhaps 5% too large on a figure yes. that's four inches tall, it's not that noticeable. No, it's not. If you have something that's 5% too large on something that's 12 inches, it becomes more exaggerated. It is. And it's like <laughs> Boba Fett's crotch is hanging down mid-thigh. And it's... It, it's not like he's got a cod piece. It's just this. And that's the case with a lot of the details on this because they included the mold line down the arm of the figure. And I think they probably included it to scale percentage wise. However, can I kind of point something out when they did that? This little rocket on the side lot less detail in the 12 inch than on the three and three quarter but it also isn't as molded on mine in that same way perhaps because it's a jutting out piece but the little mold lines on my figure are not that noticeable whereas they look like a giant seam in his sleeve yeah, they on do. the 12 inch he's a bad tailor and i understand that they said that they were using multiple reference pieces because things do change but he's a totally different color he than is. my vintage boba but your fat. vintage boba could be a different color too though because of age he could be but this vintage boba is what i remember now, this vintage boba is what i know and he's a lot more purple whereas the boba fett from general giant is a lot more blue the difference could be also a difference in 30 years of materials but i want I accuracy i want the honey i shrunk the kids gigantor ray you know, to hit my figure and everything to be the same 
You're talking about the seam. Look at the seam inside has a hand. Not very noticeable on the three and three quarter inch, but on the twelve inch. This is the kind of stuff I wouldn't ever notice on my three and three quarter inch figure. No, but until it's I specifically up. look. What I find very interesting is they were accurate on the copyright date on the back. They left the 1979 copyright and Hong Kong, just like my vintage Boba Fett has on the back. Interesting though, the bottom of the jetpack has some indentations. It is not smooth, whereas on mine it is. I think that's a flaw in manufacturing. Yeah, it's a I think defect. It is. it is not true to the original there. Yeah, but you have to account for manufacturing defects. <laughs> I'm spending $90. I don't have to account for much. You're right. Now, his visor on the 12-inch is kind of a brownish, which is very correct with my vintage figure, but my vintage one seems more of a reddish brown, whereas it's, this is more of a yeah. dirt brown. The red, they're slightly different, but again, that's really hard to match paint like that. And it's the same thing with this armband. They're different reds, but they're close enough that it's okay. They did do the antenna correctly, and I'm glad they did that. It looks just about the same. Although, again, the seam on the head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That seam is so much more exaggerated on the new figure. What I don't like, and again, this could be a decomposition of plastic, but I don't think so. Feel the vintage figure. Touch it. Rub it with your hands. I'm allowing you to touch it without gloves. Oh, I know. Because it's the one I played with. It's not my collectible one. It's That one This feels... one feels a lot more matte and plasticky. Well, I guess they're both plastic, but this you, one feels... You know what it, how, you know what it feels like? A cheap toy. Kind of. You know what I mean? Like you, you go buy the toys like a Big Lots or something that are like... It feels very rough. And the other one, the vintage one, feels very smooth. It doesn't have the same finish is the problem. And again, it feels like a cheap toy, like a cheap plastic toy. He's not very sturdy on his feet either. And I think that's because he's his weight is off. He's back heavy and head heavy. They Pegs. included the peg holes at the bottom. But They're again, you want to talk about exaggeration. This thing is giant. Yeah, I need like inch dowel rods to make a figure stand for him. If it sounds like we're nitpicking, that's because we are. But the simple fact is when you create something that's supposed to be a giant replica of a vintage figure, accuracy is important, especially at the price they're charging. Mm -hmm. Because it's the idea of this and the spirit behind it. You want it to be just like it. I would think that since you're enlarging something and not shrinking it, that you could include all the detail and features that the little one does. Overall, I'm comparing it to a toy that's almost 32 years old, but the differences in color, though subtle, are bothersome to me. The differences in material and sheen are bothersome to me. The exaggeration of the minor details are bothersome to me. Overall, I'm very lukewarm on this line because it doesn't inspire nostalgia in me. If you want nostalgia about a vintage Boba Fett, well, instead of buying four 12-inch figures, go out and buy a vintage Boba Fett. So now I'm confused because you bought this. I did, and I'm not returning him. But you're not getting others? I'm very picky uh -huh. on this. I'm getting the Greedo. Okay. I'm going to get the sense. Greedo. That makes sense. I don't see myself getting perhaps any others on this line. I don't know. The Warriors Man looked very good, and if I had a second favorite figure as a kid, it was probably Warriors Man and his neon outfit with the orange shirt and the blue legs. It is kind of a retro outfit. Very cool. Very disco. Yeah. But no, I'm not getting most of these. I'm not going to get the Han. I'm not getting the Luke. I'm not getting the Leia. The Vader with the Dracula cave. I don't know. He's kind of cool. But I think I'm going to pass on most of these because I'm not impressed. I'm just not impressed. 
I think it's fine if you leave it in the package. It looked a lot better in the package than it did it's out. It's when you take it out that you're like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And especially having the vintage Boba Fett to refer back to, you can display them together. On cards, yes, mm-hmm. but not out of package. I think that that would totally destroy the spirit and illusion of it. And I'm not even going to go into the rocket because you can just look at it and make your own assumptions there. And it goes into the exaggerated size. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I wanted to love this piece. I really wanted to love this piece. And instead, I'm thinking it's it's nice. And for 50, oh yeah, I'd definitely be down. But close to 100, I'm just, it's not tugging at my heartstrings and making me relive those days. I mean, I'm not thinking I'm a taller man, so I need a taller figure. <laughs> It's not doing it for me, and I'm really glad I passed on the Stormtrooper. I stand by that decision, because the Stormtrooper, talk about the exaggerated features, the fact that he has no neck was four times worse, four times bigger. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm I'm thinking that I'm glad I have the Boba. I'm going to put him back on the card after I take my pictures and leave him on his card. Yeah, I think you have to leave him on his card. How are you going to display it, though? I might not. He might just go into the storage instead of the display collection, because I have two collections. I have the ones I display and the ones I store, and he may just be a stored item. Or maybe I'll find a bookshelf or something, you know, just to put him on because I'm only going to have one or two of him, him him and Greedo at the very least. I get what they're trying to do, but for me, it just doesn't work. Now, I can't find any flaws in it other than the bottom of the jetpack and the different colors, but yeah, I pulled out my vintage Boba Fett, and I was five years old again. I pulled out this Boba Fett, and I was $100 poor, and I think that's the best way I can sum it up. It has that carcinogen pool toy smell. And it has a pool toy look and a pool toy feel. I thought that about the Stormtrooper the moment I saw him. I didn't think it as much for this Boba Fett, but yeah, he definitely feels like a pool toy and looks like a pool toy. He's just not doing it for me. Considering the fact that for about the same money, you can get a Sideshow 1-6 scale figure that is so much more detailed, so much more movie realistic. I mean, admittedly, that's this isn't going for movie realistic, it's going for vintage realistic, but so many more accessories. I would think Gentle Giant could do this at a cheaper price point, given what Sideshow gives us for around the same price. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's worth $90. Still not regretting the purchase, though. Not at all. He does have a little plastic burr on his bum right here. Well, that's just a manufacturing error from using yeah. the mold. And he does say LFL 2010 on his feet. Ah, uh, my original doesn't. No. Now, I did say last week that I had emailed Greg at General Giant to find out about the Boba Fett situation. Were there going to be more of these for sale? Are they sold out? What's going on with the credit cards getting refunded? And Greg replied, it was just too late for us to get in the last show. The Boba Fetts were short-shipped, and not 100% of the edition size was sent over from China in time for Celebration 5, which did play a small role in the scarcity of the piece. But, he says, the piece is already scarce by nature due to the fact that there are only 1,500 in existence. Those who had their orders processed were refunded. They will be charged again when the pieces arrive and are ready to ship out, which is good because that way you're not going to have to, like, pay interest on your credit cards until it ships. that's nice. That's a very nice thing to do. However, when they get their final orders from China, they will not have enough left over to put any more up for sale. So they are sold out, mm. done, finito. There are a few that are left over that would be used as replacements for damaged orders. That makes sense, and they usually do have a run of that for mm-hmm. replacements. So the Boba Fett, we'd heard a few rumors, it will not be going back on sale. So I'm, I'm glad I got mine. I just wish I loved it instead of just went, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And speaking of online orders, there was a bit of online news this week. First from Sideshow, the black hole continues to consume us. They're going to have another retail exclusive, which you can only get through an official Sideshow retailer location like a comic book shop beginning on September 9th. You can click the find a store button on Sideshow's site, or if you're a newsletter subscriber on their most recent newsletter to see if there's a store near you where you can get them. But it is a 1-6 scale black hole stormtrooper that Arnie must have because I collect everything black hole. Oh, and where do we have to go to get this? Apparently, there's a one store in Springfield called Killin' Enterprises on Junction Circle. That's right by where I get my nails done. Yeah, Killin' Enterprises is the only one in Springfield, and then the next one is down in Edwardsville by SIU, Heroic Adventures, which I think we've stopped at. No, we stopped at one in Collinsville. Ah, I get all the Vills confused. Also online, yakface.com has a lot of details and photos of the new Happy Meal promotion that's going to be starting next week. No! What? I'm not eating mcdonald's anymore we learned the very hard way and greasy way and beefy way that just buying the happy meal exclusives on ebay is a cheaper healthier yeah. easier stress-free option but yeah. i don't know that i even want these you want the boxes probably i probably do want the boxes which i can also get on ebay but the little packing toy are star wars themed skateboards. They're called fingerboards. And F- fingerboards? You, you you I think that sounds like something Dick Cheney endorses as fingerboarding. Yes. Either that or it's wasn't there a South Park episode where that they That was Fingerbang. Oh, not Fingerboard? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Fingerbang. Wasn't that one of their bands? Yeah, that was the boy band Fingerbang. Yeah. Not Face Plus One. <laughs> Anyway, a fingerboard is a little skateboard for your fingers. I looked it up. Do my fingers need to skate? They might. Do they grind? Yes. Can my fingers ollie? Yes. I looked it up on YouTube, and people build these elaborate half pipes and courses for these little skateboards. Why? I don't know. I don't get it. It's like the beans. I just don't get it. I don't care. I don't know. The, the art on them is okay. It's kind of cool. I don't know how to is look in person. Is this big with kids? I've not seen a bunch of kids do this. I've been around lots of kids recently at all these conventions, and I've never seen them pull out these little finger skateboards. Are, are there fingerboard little skate parks around where people can go and do their little fingerboarding? Maybe we should capitalize on that and make a little fingerboard skate park. If you skate with both hands, we'll give you a discount. Would that be ambidextrous skate? Yes. But you can check out all those pictures at Yak Face. We'll see. If I could get them for five or six bucks on eBay, maybe. I, I don't even know what the point is. I don't either. And also online over at Brian's Toys, they've got a bunch of new items in stock, including a full set of Wave 2 of the Vintage Collection. So if you aren't finding them in stores or can't make it to stores as regularly, then head to Brian's Toys. And also, if you want to be stress-free, you can order a full set of 12 of the foil cards and just get that taken care of in one fell swoop. It is a lot less stress. Let me tell you, it's so much strip more stress-free ever since I joined Brian's Toys, one of every figure club, because I don't have to worry about card condition. I don't have to worry about chase figures. I don't have to worry about short packing. I just get them. It's so nice. It's, it is. It's, it's like what I would picture paradise to be. The figures come to me instead of me going to the figures. Also at Brian's Toys, they have a bunch of Master of Replicas items in stock. If you're looking for some of the Master Replicas, including one of their last items... It's very sought after that ginormous Boba Fett LE blaster. You can get that all the right thing now. Is huge. 
page at Brian's Toys. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention that you were referred to them by the podcast Star Wars Action News. Now, last week I did a poll of the week and asked openers how they keep track of their toys. And I got a lot of interesting responses, but it came down to about two camps. It basically comes down to two groups, those of us, and I include myself in that, with OCD, and then those of them without OCD. Those of us with OCD have spreadsheets that detail every figure we have, possibly even what diorama it's in, and do demark like I did with my speeder bikes, which accessory goes with which. The rest of them basically go, oh, I know what I have, and there's enough photo resources online, like at Jedi Temple Archives, where if I get a little confused, I can just look it up. And I take all my spare weapons and throw them in a big weapons pile. And again, if I ever need to sort them, the internet's there for a reason. You hope the internet's there when it comes time for that. What if all these sites close down? What if Lucasfilm stamps down their iron foot? And then there's no photo resources. These are the thoughts that keep me up at night. You have issues. So thank you to everybody who responded, but it was interesting to see it basically come down to that. What I love are the people who, like myself or Brock and some others, are openers but not real. We just take them and put them into the small figure coffins, and really, yeah, technically they're no longer on the card, but is that really a loose collection? They're still confined. <laughs> they're trapped. You need to set them free. It's like, why do you take them off the cards and put them in the bubbles? Yes, you do save a little bit of space, but you're also spending more money on the bubbles. I've stopped coffining my figures. I just realized that I'll open my figures when the time comes to display said figures as opened. Hmm. This is interesting. I want to see how this plays out in 10 years with you. Perhaps I'll stick around. <laughs> well, let's hope so. And let's hope our listeners stick around, at least till next week when we return with another new show. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. 
the Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Brent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. He looks like the lady from Total Recall. Two weeks. That one. We didn't plan that, by the way. We just both think of that. I don't like that. You know, and he's got some figure. bananas in his pants. No, that's not what it is. You're, no, no, it's just Hold it's on, just let me blooper that because that's not what it is. It's just wrong. You go buy the toys like a Big Lots or something that are like not GI Joe, but maybe HR Jane or something. You know the ripoffs, and they have human their- relations, human resources Jane. Look, I'm trying to think of something. Okay, that sounds like the worst action figure ever. We need to talk to you about your attendance. <laughs> Now, with Discipline the Smoker feature, it just, it has a very, the anal camp and the non-anal camp. The anal camp. I really shouldn't call it the anal camp. I actually want to do OCD and non-OCD. This seems less offensive than calling somebody anal. You're really anal, so you go in this group. You have a group of people that are going to do anal. I would probably go in the anal group. Oh, there's no doubt about it.